Now peep this, my clone bitch. You ever cough so hard that Tokyo 3 goes on lockdown? Get in a bathtub nude before you do this shit here. This, that terminal dogma pack. Smoke so hard your Eva will make its own S2 engine just to keep running a little longer. Stinkiest shit this side of Kaji's melon patch. Absolute terror pack. Shit will activate your A10 nerve connection without you even knowing. Gehern ass levels of sour. Lung destroying kush. This shit will send you to the Dirac Sea with one hit. No cap. Mind molesting space angel shit. Forget couch locked. You'll lose your ego border and go 400% sync ratio. 48 minutes of dog barking. 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 Growl. Growl. 48 minutes of dog barking. 48 minutes of dog Get my FBI agent on the phone. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Um, All right. I got him on. You're, you're I got him direct on, line the Quantico. Got him on direct. I got a. I got a direct in. <laughs> yeah. When they visited my house, and I'm like, "Can I get your number?" What's up? <laughs> hey guys. What's up? Hey, it's just me. It's just. Yeah, it was, wait, wait, did the yeah, it was a joke. Did the FBI really? Be, oh, okay. Well, I feel I feel like so many people at this point, at least you know, with like you know the last five or six years of things right. going on. I've heard several and, times that people have gotten like visits over posts oh, <laughs> that were like I, uh, that just had to be like, yo, did you post this? And it's like someone's Tumblr post written out, and they're just like, okay. <laughs> Oh, what was the guy who who said uh, IRS agents showing up at my door? I'm gonna be like this, and it was an explosive vest. <laughs> and, then, and then the next, and then the next post was, these didn't really look so funny printed out on paper when an FBI is at your house. Yeah. I uh, I have a Facebook friend who tweeted that he would like to lock Donald Trump in a room and slowly remove the air out of it, <laughs> and uh, got visited by. Um, Secret, Secret Service. Service. Secret Service. Jesus, why am I spacing out on that? Got visited by Secret Service on his houseboat in like rural Washington State. Okay, that's that sucks. But living in a houseboat, that's got to be like one check mark already. Yeah, yeah, I'm 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 kind of on the fence about whether that's a great story or the best story. Rural is, is check mark number two. Half of Washington State is kind of remote because, <laughs> like, even if you're like in a bustling like mid-sized, you know town or suburb yeah. or whatever you're still kind of in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. I hey everybody oh, it's sorry go ahead <laughs> i apologize <laughs> okay no, sorry hey uh sorry to break up the fun but i do have to remind people why they're here and what they're doing it's 48 minutes of dogs barking my name's jason alongside for the ride with me my main bitch brian hey <laughs> and uh boy we have a doozy of a special guest today all the way from western massachusetts thank you all the way from <laughs> eastern massachusetts western. West, oh, see, I even heard you wrong. <laughs> Let me Somewhere get a take in the great two. state of Massachusetts. Yeah. Let me get a take two on that. Hey, everybody, it's 48 Minutes Dogs Barking. My name's Jason. This is Brian. Hey. And alongside for the ride with us, a very special guest from Western Massachusetts. You may know him as the creator of Question Hound, Gun Show, Rum Blow, Funny Online Animals, The Cultists, God's Hands, and the uh, upcoming Pinocchio adaptation. We're talking with, of course, Casey Green. Hi. Welcome to the show, what a, Welcome to the what show, a buddy. pull with Rumblo. I barely even go by I know. that anymore. It was just, you know, old high school bullshit random name that was like, I guess we'll just be this forever. 
<laughs> <laughs> well, I personally love Rumble, and I love the fact that like it, it gave people online so much stuff, so much fodder to work with. Because I mean, Dick Butt alone. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Rumble wasn't the so, name of anything. It was just like kind of like the name I associated myself with. It, you like. Like Horribleville was 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 from Dick, but there's, oh, that was there's the, too thanks. much shit yeah. I'd done in the past that sucks. Oh yeah, I did. <laughs> I, I I forgot about uh, Cemetery Quest and like all these other ones. Yeah, graveyard uh, quest. Uh, so okay, a Graveyard Quest for the love of Pete. I can't even get it right That's when you're all right. here. All right, but uh, yes, Graveyard Quest, uh, just a, a a laundry list of great stuff. Thank you for coming on the show with us. Oh, thanks for asking. And then I said yes. Thank me for saying yes. And that's exactly you just said right. That. Never mind. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you for the asking. It's a, it's a whole uh, order of operations mm-hmm. thing. Uh, I did want to share some sad news with my friend Brian here. Uh, our local TV commercial weirdo, Becky, the Queen of Carpet, has passed away at the age of 67. Aww. She'll be buried in the fine Persian. <laughs> I was wondering what that was. I was looking at your little show notes. I'm like, Becky Queen. Is that a meme I just... Is that like a character of the day I missed? <laughs> kind of. So in the 80s and 90s, this uh, this lady went on TV with like zero budget, sure. and she wanted to promote her carpet store, and so she became Becky, the Queen of Carpet. Nice. She'd fly around the arch with, <laughs> with the, the green, green screen. screen. Can I find that yeah, online, yeah. you think? Oh, yeah, oh, you yeah. bet. I'm yeah, uh, if you just... I mean, we all have our own, like... Uh, That's what I was going to ask. Yeah, Western Mass. I mean, wh- who's your local... Uh, well, I'm, origi- I'm originally from Oklahoma. Um, okay. Uh, central Oklahoma. Uh, fertile ground. Fertile for ground. So fertile. We, had, we, we had our own. Uh, there was a group of people who uh, had a Honda store. Let's give them free advertising called Fowler Honda. But they had a cute okay. commercial where a kid mispronounced it. Flower Honda. Yeah, flower. <laughs> oh, you know, that was it. And then anytime I go back to visit my family who still live there, uh, you know, the, yeah. on the radio, on the thing, I, I hear one for Fowler Honda that just ends with that kid, Flower Honda. You know, it does, it's not worked into anything. It's just dropped at the no. end. So it'd be like, remember? There. And of course, Oklahoma, <laughs> I, I think the most famous, infamous one, if you're in Oklahoma, is BC Jewelers' Christmas song. Um, oh, oh um, what is that? I could sing it for you if you'd like. I would love nothing more. It's a song from like the... 70s or 80s that just got like you know the jingle the classic jingle for a uh, jewel for a jeweler in Oklahoma and they just they, every Christmas it comes on again and then like even last Christmas like the the main beyond actually showing the commercial the other main draw is having other Oklahomas just sing it for you so it's like it's like the second it's the secret national it's the secret anthem state anthem behind <laughs> Rodgers and Hammerstein's Oklahoma Okay. Uh, jewelry is the gift to give, cause it's the gift that lives and lives. So give the gift you know can't fail from BC Clark's anniversary sale. Most sales <laughs> wow. are after Christmas. Keeps going. Oh. Most sales for oh, wow. after Christmas, but this one's just before. Uh, something something blah blah blah. Savings you can't ignore at Oklahoma's discount jeweler, jeweler since 1892. 1892. Wow. Fuck. 1892. So give the kid Jesus. you know can't fail. Blah blah. It repeats. That's that's actually really well written. I kind of feel it's like a, that's it's, almost. It's a re- very good jingle, and the fact that they yeah. just have been using it since the 80s or whatever is just like that's your Manchurian candidate. That's any Oklahoma's Manchurian <laughs> candidate yeah. activation it's, phrase. Exactly. Like, we don't really have 
jingles here in St. Louis. We have catchphrases like, you know, come to dirt cheap. <coughs> oh, Last yeah. home of the persecuted smoker. The last <laughs> refuge of the persecuted smoker. Yeah, last yeah. refuge. Um, or like, or like you well, know, come to Carol House because you like nice Smokers things. love to be persecuted. Oh, yes. <laughs> Look at Solid yes, Snake. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the most persecuted man in history. Now, the um, most persecuted yeah, right. smoker it's, in history. It probably. <laughs> Yeah, Carol House Superstores, because you like nice things. Uh, Gettickers is always Did you say that was, that was in Chica- the Chicago area? Is that where you guys are coming from? From uh, St. Louis. St. Louis, Louis, I'm, Louis, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, no, it's okay. It's all the Midwest. Don't matter. <laughs> yeah, we. I literally grew up uh, next to a town called Midwest City. <laughs> <laughs> Anywheresville, USA. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <Yeah>. Townsville. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. In the city of Towns, I got uh, Tom Kenny just gets mm-hmm. me. But I'm gonna share with you one of the one of the many Becky spots that I think is one of the best. It's the one where she jumps off the arch. Yeah, all I can see are like the the remember. Oh my god! Hi, I'm Becky, Queen of Carpets. Step on top of the arch. So Wanda picks me up. Okay, Becky, jump. You can do it. I won't make it. I won't make it. Just jump, or I'll do the commercial without you. Okay, oh my God! Don't down. do it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> you got so much. You got so much carpet left to sell. Yeah, it's I'm jumping off the arch again. By the way, 1994. Wow. Yeah. Let's see. Let's and see. this is ten something years into this campaign that she's been doing with her sister Wanda, the Princess of Tile. She's been doing it since '84. <laughs> I want to say. So this is like a right. forty-year-old thing. Holy shit! Yeah. Yeah. Man, look at those prices. A $29. No wax linoleum, $29 uh, a for foot? a 9x12. I would love a $29 fucking carpet 9x12. Are you kidding me? That's what I'm <laughs> saying. I'm looking, I was looking for a rug earlier this year when I moved, and I was just like, holy shit, this is expensive to get a nice big rug. Oh, yeah. It is now, yeah. 94 was pretty, pretty reasonable, but people would go out of their way to dress up as Becky Queen of carpet for halloween like yeah. this is how big a deal she was <laughs> that's beautiful um, uh, like, she's always she always in front of the st louis arch usually in front of the arch or fl- flying around somewhere like forest park or okay. something like it's always some destination yeah i mean it's got to be recognizable to to you st louisans but also like yes. to any randos who just walk by and go i know I've passed by it and I know it. I passed by it several times. So seeing her out and about was always kind of cool because you like getting a selfie with her was gold back in, about <laughs> ten years ago. <laughs> but, but yeah, so she's passed away at oh, the age of sixty-seven. That's too young. If only she could have made it to sixty-nine, the cool age yep. to die. <laughs> the only cool age to die. Next up on our list of things that we ran into on the internet this week is, of course, gooch grease. I saw that you tagged me in this on uh, on Twitter. By you so what are you doing? <laughs> so it is a uh, a Fox Twenty Six anchor was doing a bit. It's a male hygiene problem or issue called gooch grease. I was like, "What the hell is that?" And after googling it, I was bothered, <laughs> victimized, bamboozled, led astray. It's described as a culmination of lint, sweat and dried up pieces of feces between a man's butt and balls. First of all, who are these men? He just said he was victimized. Victimized, bamboozled, led astray is what he just said. Those are three different things (laughs) to be. Some men use maxi pads for gooch grease. Uh, You know what? Yeah. As a man, as a bigger man who who mm. suffers from the dreaded chub rub. Oh yeah, <laughs> big time. You know what? That's a good idea. How about that? I, yeah, 
But just uh, he was f- bamboozled and, and <laughs> by having to say stray, you know? <laughs> <laughs> or that it's a maxi pad essentially. I think it was that it was a maxi pad more than anything, but just the idea that like, and this is 30 seconds, that link I sent you is 30 seconds of a seven minute segment about this. Apparently local news is dying because this is what they have to do to like get I people mean, to watch. Was this approved by Clearwater? It had to have been because it's a Fox station or something like just ridiculous. Following up on something actually on our, our last guest, Miles Clee mm-hmm. uh, joined us last week and, and caught a piece of his in Rolling Stone. Worth it or woke, one man's mission to build a red-pilled Rotten Tomatoes. Worth it. I want to see that. The rot, like, yeah, yeah, no. Is that a, is that a real thing? Give me a link. It is. Our, our, <laughs> our guest, our guest uh, reviewer this week, Rod Dreher. Yeah. <laughs> reviews uh, The Omen. Yeah. <laughs> I found this film extremely exciting for a number of reasons. So Worth It or Woke is an actual website offering what it calls red, I know, red-pilled movie reviews. Uh, So this guy, apparently, you know, a a film enthusiast, degree in theater and philosophy, he has three ratings on the site, all right? It's Worth It, Woke-ish, or Woke. Yeah, I want to look up, like, the movies I've seen of recent to see if, like, do you have the... Do you have the wailing on here? Do you, do you have some J-pop horror? <laughs> oh, oh my God. gosh. I, Brian I, is a big fan of the wailing. I love the wailing. That's one of my favorite movies. I still haven't years. seen it. I got it confused with Memories of a Murder. I watched so. it recently and then I told my friend about it. He's like, yeah, did you watch it for the second time? Because we watched it like years ago. <laughs> and I was like, oh. damn, was I just stupid high? Because I don't remember anything about it. <laughs> yeah, I had forgotten. I had watched it when it first got on the streaming a couple years ago, and then my girlfriend and I watched it a couple weekends ago. And we were just like, uh, she'd never seen it, but I had. And I was like, I just forgot just how deep the fucking craziness and the the last thirty minutes goes like the act four. That that one that one got me, and I was like, have I seen this before? <laughs> oh, <laughs> but geez, I was yeah. but I was still just like, holy shit, what's going on? <laughs> so here's one: the worth it or woke review for Spider Man. Into the Spider-Verse, the sequel, sorry, Across no. the Spider-Verse. Is he going to spoil it? I don't want to be spoiled. No, I'm just going to give you the, the rating review. Okay. Right? So right. 84%. 84% okay. non-woke, I wow. guess is what he's saying. Non-woke? Uh, I guess. So he gives it uh, child suitability, 75%. Non-wokeness is a separate rating on here. Mm-hmm. And it is it's sitting at an 89% non-wokeness for Spider-Man really? Across the Spider-Verse. So. Huh. It's not the worst uh, design I have seen for like a red-pilled website. It, it's coherent, which is upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> it is, because it does actually look like a pretty decent, even if it's based on like a Wix thing, it's still like... Yeah, or some WordPress, whatever. But like, still, like it, it doesn't. Oh yeah, like the the site lo- passes like the very basicness of being readable. Yeah. So here's what I want to do. I want to pull up what he considers a woke movie. All right. So the four most recent ones listed as woke on the site are as follows: The Little Mermaid, Peter Pan and Wendy, Evil Dead Rise, and Renfield. <laughs> okay, the first two are gimmies because that's Disney. Yeah, but like, like Disney's a softball. Uh, Renfield, interesting. Re- Evil Dead Rise. I, I saw yeah. the trailer for that. It looked insane. Right. Like I, I in a good way. Like I want to see it so bad. Uh, let's see. Woke elements. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> the phrase "that's culturally insensitive" is uttered without irony. Okay. The girl who is upset about cultural insensitivity is seen painting a "Save the Planet" protest sign. Okay. 
The same girl has a mannish haircut. All right. In an earlier scene, an 11-year-old is given a gift that is, quote, for badass rock chicks. The young lady then turns to her mom and says, hey, I'm a badass rock chick. Will the willful corruption of youth is great if it's for a laugh, right? Hey, yeah. Huh? Yeah. I so, bet this guy would like uh, Green Inferno. <laughs> because, like, the, the... Send him a Serbian film. See what he thinks about that, yeah. Well, in Green Inferno, like, all the peop- all the young people that get mutilated and killed by the indigenous tribe are all, like, eco... Oh, that's true. Uh, that's terrorist true. types. Yeah. You know. I was looking for, like, one... What was the last movie I saw that he would have done? Like, Wailing? No. Oh, yeah, <laughs> some, yeah. Some okay. other weird, like, indie horror? No. Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. I actually did see that one. I thought what it was great. What did you think of it? Okay, I liked yeah, it. I, yeah, I, no, that, like, I, 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 I'm, an, I'm a cartoonist. I like animation. Fuck me. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll check out the next one. Puss in Boots was yeah. animated well and was like a decent fucking fun movie. Oh, yeah. He gave it 75%, and that's about where I would put it to. Yeah. Non-wokeness, 80%. I got to admit that that's true. It, like, it, it doesn't pull punches because it's about Puss in Boots on his last life so he th- he's constantly thinking about death <laughs> he's constantly thinking yeah. about actually dying that's why he, like that's what the movie's about him getting yeah. his, 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 the life of his wish back and he's fighting like a literal version of death <laughs> yeah he, he's given a pretty good source except for the plot and story about 60% which is like sure but like half the stuff is in like the, the jokes and the stuff like yeah he's getting his last wish getting his what getting his lives back who cares Right, and it's a, it's almost like a vibe space movie too. Yeah. Like the plot's kind of thin, but it's it's really fun hanging out with Antonio Banderas and Selma Hayek together. They're great, you know. Like mm-hmm. you, you got a good voice cast. John Mulaney is even decent in it, which I was kind of surprised by. But yeah, I do see. That's what's funny is like I agree with him on the quality of the films, but then this like list of things that are woke in the movie that ding it. I'm like, what the? <sighs> yeah, the last one. Uh, I was just looking over the woke elements, and it's like, in the midst of this fairy, this is quoting from him, midst of the fairy tale realm based on European folklore, folklore, and specifically on the outskirts of a town full of Latin-inspired architecture, clothing, and art, with citizens who speak in a deliciously rich Spanish accent, that seems... Uh, <laughs> yeah. There is a crazy cat lady who, for some reason, is black. No black people over there. Uh, with a stereotypical, not. sassy, black American grandma voice and accent. Uh, is jarringly out of place. Felt like someone that said black people were underrepresented in the film and then forced this character upon the movie. Uh, I, I don't know. She was she was just there to be a crazy cat lady. I don't know what you want. <laughs> just a black lady. Like, black people don't exist in Mexico? What yeah. the fuck are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what did you think about the uh, Mario Brothers movie? Okay. There we go. Now, that movie was pretty woke, I gotta admit. All 15 minutes I watched on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brian's only seen like the opening of the movie, and he only watched it on Twitter. Yeah, I like I just like just sat on my I sat on the couch with it expanded full screen on my phone. And I was just like, yeah, I I'm good on this. I got like to the part where they had dinner with a family, and I'm like, I'm good. I don't need to watch. So the rest you didn't of get this. to the Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah, no. you didn't get to possibly the the I don't want to call it the woke or the worst, but the least fleshed out like. Yeah, I was talking with a friend about it, and she was like, "It's misogyny by another name, where the, like Princess Peach is like the badass girl who can do no wrong, like yeah. com- like like they're 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 course correcting too much in a way that's <laughs> just like we're, it's so obvious." <laughs> but it's also like eh, it's fine, it's whatever. 
Yeah, I mean, that's the other... I had more of an existential crisis about, like, why I'm watching uh, supposedly a kid's movie at a midnight showing with my friends right now, <laughs> wasting wasting a high on the blippy trailer uh, before it, and just, like, fucking, <laughs> like, like, tear, like, just popping out of my, my skin. Uh, just being like, why am I here? This movie, I, I am 36. This isn't for me anymore. Yeah. <laughs> You don't have to do this, man. <laughs> I love Mario, but you don't have to do this, man. Right. You yeah. don't have to consume every piece of media just so you can have an opinion on it. Yeah. It's less that and more just like I was kind of excited, you know? I like. I love the sure. original Mario movie with Bob Hoskins and, and all oh, that yeah. shit. That's such a silly fucking movie that I had my heart up being like, I would love to see a stupid Americanized fucking Mario movie. You know? Yeah. And I got my fucking wish. Monkey's paw curled. <laughs> exactly right. Next up on the list, we got the Bane of Artists Everywhere Artificial Intelligence showing its ass yet again this week from... <laughs> oh, yeah. Those guys were funny. From Garbage Day, a, a wonderful newsletter that you should be subscribed to. If you don't, it's garbageday.email. Uh, Ryan Broderick writing here. Nothing any guy who pays for Twitter says in a thread about AI matters. Just take a deep breath and accept that if you come across a dude you've never heard of that has approximately 96,000 followers and has a name like Torbund, Jackson, or Streffen, is using an avatar of himself wearing a soft baseball cap that men in Brooklyn are forcibly assigned by the city when they turn 35, claims he founded a bunch of successful tech startups you've never heard of, and writes long threads about AI and ends those threads by quote-tweeting the first tweet in the thread, he's not real these guys are p obsessed with of course adobe's new generative ai tool and they're using it for the stupidest of reasons taking for example the mona lisa and creating a bigger picture out of it here's what's behind that it doesn't matter why are you doing this i don't <laughs> it's the stupidest thing or the, the fucking bill gates and socrates oh yeah th that's another one the bill well, gates socrates, socrates. would have definitely been in uh epstein's little black book <laughs> sure socrates yeah. would have been are we sure he wasn't island. i was gonna say uh, <laughs> there's, socrates a there's a second secret black book they haven't found yet yes uh so the, another person kind of riffed on this and took the original goat sea image and expanded it out. <laughs> He's got more rings on more hands. <laughs> I don't know that it could. I don't know that uh, that you could generate any more. Uh, rings wow, a longer ball sack <laughs> and a, a, a demon <laughs> and <a> skull. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> some some good calves though. You know, I see. Oh yeah, the, they when they added more. The giant calves. He looks uh, <laughs> That's like a cyclist. <laughs> My God. Yeah, you're right. Um, I got two things. Yeah. The Velma series, season one, episode one and two, got the lowest score on Worth It or Woke It. I haven't seen all of it, but first one I was just sort of watching with not laughing. Not Same. hating it, but mm -hmm. also just like, hmm. Beyond that, when it comes to AI and even this stupid shit, uh, the, the what's behind the Mona Lisa, like at who gives a fuck. Right. I don't like how it's completely black and white, but the only, like, black and white with the issue in, in that, like, you either love it or you're either freaks about it, yeah. you know, you're fucking cult, you're fucking cult members on, you know, a high on your own <laughs> supply about it, or it's, it's, you just hate it, you know, you just have the, yeah. the, the normal distaste for, for the shit that you should. As a tool, I think AI can be fun. The problem is the cult-like phenomena of, of people who think we have to see what the, the surrounding street of Nighthawks looks like. 
<laughs> yeah, but just like sh- shut up. Uh, it's uh, like yeah. I mean, it's the same kind of like I'm no. I'm sure we'll get into it. The same kind of um, insane assholery that is in the, uh, the 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 crypto marketplace more often than it isn't. Uh, <laughs> you say that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because that is exactly where we're headed. Two things this week uh, for the crypto scam of the week. You're listening to 48 Minutes of Dogs Barking, the podcast. And now it's time for the Crypto Scam of the Week. First is not an actual crypto scam, but it is a scam of the week. It is our our good friends that are making the Trump bucks. Are you familiar with this, Casey? I remember his NFTs and I heard he had trading <laughs> cards also yeah. coming out when he not when he when he also was like by the way i'm also running for president bucks this was it with an x is it b-u-x no it's it's trump bucks it's patriots dynasty patriots future and usa patriots those are the three companies and they're called quote official trump 2024 gold cards and then the trump rebate banking system trb membership cards uh, supposedly issued by trump himself uh, it's, this, it's a card that you buy, and it says you're a member, but it's oh. also supposedly worth money. So it's not a credit card. It's not a bill. It's not a golden right. dollar bill. It is a it is a like member. A it is a Mickey card? Mouse Club card. That's yes, uh, yes. Worth that's something. literally it. Yeah, right. it's it's a commemorative uh, card that, that just sure. says. It says, uh, What's the rating on Woke It or Worth It? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you got around to reviewing that, uh, strangely enough. I don't know what that's about. This is from uh, NBC News. Representatives for the companies that sell Trump Bucks and TRB membership cards could not be reached for comment. Oh, strange. And there are no criminal charges or active investigations against the companies, but... Sounds legit now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Word, <laughs> word that the websites had been shuttered was welcome news to this Florida woman who said that her 77-year-old mother-in-law was fooled into buying tens of thousands of dollars worth of Trump bucks. So, normal yeah. normal course yeah. of things for I just know. ripping off old people. Yeah, that's the first scam of the week. And then the uh, th- that one's not a crypto thing, but this one is. It's called Pixel Penguin. Are you familiar with this? Have you heard of this? Have you heard about this? Have you seen this? Uh, penguin? They can't fly. They're small. They wings are too the, wet. Now the, now the pixelated. Wings are too wet. It's for insulation only. They, they, you know, they swim. Swim in the cold, cold water. You heard about this? Cold water? Yeah, yeah, Jay, I heard about it. Yeah, you drink it. Drink it when you're thirsty. Uh, anyway, I we got a great show. I can't, can't get over the pitch-perfect Jay Leto. Yeah, great show for you. I'm getting smaller as we go. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. The guys. incredible shrinking Leto. Oh, J Lo and Ant Man. Why, Ant Man? See you later. Have you, th- have, you, have you seen this though? Have you seen this? Seen- oh god, J Lo is Modoc. <laughs> Here I go. Have you seen this? Here I, I go. got. I got. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a, I'm a Fuck out with no Modoc stands for anymore. <laughs> Mechanized organism designed only for killing. Brian, come on. You mecha- don't know what Modoc Mom's other kids. <laughs> Older, <laughs> cooler, <laughs> moms of dads of kids. I don't know. There's a... <clears throat> oh, baby, that's the 48 minutes of dogs barking riff of the week. So this this bit about Pixel Penguin involves a NFT influencer, Andrew Wang. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Again, I just uh, some of these guys. Did you say but Andrew Wang? 
Yes, Andrew Wang. Okay, he's not the with, yeah. he's not the not music the YouTuber. Guy, yeah. I know. I, I was thinking of Andrew Yang, and I was like, no, yeah. it's Yang. <laughs> <laughs> the big math hat, and he's like promoting NFTs. That would, that would be the icing on the cake. He was promoting this NFT collection called Pixel Penguin. Supposedly, the collection was created by a friend of his, uh, known on Twitter as Sarah or at HopeExist1. Sarah was battling cancer. The pixel art pieces were intended to help with medical expenses. You bought in a piece of this collection, you helped this person, this is a whole thing. Wang assured his followers, hey, you know, this is legit. He, you know, staked his reputation. So each was available to mint for $13. 20% of the profits were contributed to charitable causes, with the remainder marked for Sarah. The collection was not new. It had come out in February. However, Twitter users traced <laughs> tweets. See, some of these Twitter investigators, like Zach XPT and some of these guys are just, they're, they're hound dogs. When, you, yeah. when, when they smell a scam, they're like, we're going to find this out. Zach XPT in particular sniffed all this out and and figured that Pixel Penguin had a contract that had accumulated uh, 61 ETH, which was about $117,000. A few hours later, the proceeds of 63.5 were sent to two new addresses. The scammers transferred the funds to a wallet on OKEX, obscuring the trail, right? So he was being paid. He's not a friend. He's being paid Correct. by... Yes. Just whoever, someone. Right. And, and so the idea is that, oh, you know, it's going to pump for all the right reasons. And, and the long and short of it is that, you know, the, the user stole the art, deactivated her account, and they mm. just took off with the money. So $117,000. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And um, cool. So are you implying that he was in on it, too? That's kind of what the money trail kind of says. Because he was on Twitter being like, I don't know what to say. Like, this is someone who I have, like, talked to, like, on the phone and, like, have known, I thought, or, like, thought I knew and end up just being, like, a scam. But if Zach XBT is saying it's, that there's a money trail there, that's even more depressing well it's not clear as to who exactly the money went to so it because the proceeds went to these other wallet addresses and then those went to other addresses it's it's really hard to trace but it doesn't look right and and you know i don't want to necessarily come down on andrew if i don't know for sure but it definitely does not look good that a project that he swore up and down was legit has now gone without a trace like it's <laughs> do you guys like crypto no not really <laughs> it's uh it's bizarre and you don't have any things with like bitcoins or whatever no not really like okay I've... you have to tell me if you do it's legal no, that's that, yeah it's like if you're a cop yeah yeah and cops don't have to tell you just for the record i was on playing board like i fucked around with shit on coinbase and i turned like 100 bucks into 200 bucks a few times i was like all right that yeah okay all right. That's it. And all right, like, really, I'll believe you this time. <laughs> Wait for the Thank follow-up you. email. Hey, I have an right. idea for a meme coin. <laughs> hey, I I know all these other guys are doing dick butt NFTs, but these are really good. And they can go die in a fire. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I was gonna say like, yeah, you you have personal experience. But with there's that. just like a weird like internet 1.0 vibe that comes around sometimes with like the communities that develop around crypto. That's interesting. It's like oh. This is like before MySpace, except everyone's scamming each other twice as hard. <laughs> yeah. But also sometimes just the Schadenfreude is is kind it's of exquisite. Very delicious. Yeah. I mean, at some point you just you have to get full. 
right? You shot in, like a not a neat now with our fin shot in front, you know, one more. I could eat it because like personally, but at yeah, some point I, mean, I am. I there is a curiosity I, I have to admit about like what crypto is, was, etc. And I, you know, it, it, I, I get it. I understand it. Like I have too many people bugging me and annoying me about like meme tokens and shit since Neon Cat blew up. Yeah. Then uh, 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 this is NFTs, not even crypto, even though it's the same fucking nasty pull. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just looked up like, what does this mean? What does it do? And then it just mm-hmm. all just sounded like speculative casino gambling bullshit and scams, like all enrolled into one. That's <laughs> pretty, pretty much, much it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I it. never hear about it a good, I never hear about it unless it is a scam. And it's just, that's me not really paying attention unless it's like you guys are, I follow CoffeeZilla sometimes. He talks about he's, it often. Yeah. He's amazing as far as like chasing these things down for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so Andrew did reply to this. I, I do have a third thing, a special yeah. secret third thing Ooh. I do want to talk about before we move on to <laughs> okay. the next Another one? Piece. Gasp. I know. Another crypto scam? Oh, Another no. crypto scam. Uh, I know. But this one's even more bizarre because it's just, there are people on Twitter, they're just like creating a username for someone that's kind of a knowable or quasi-known person like in the trading space like there's someone called mr f and someone made a mr f was here token which fucking ate shit and <laughs> like who no. you know who who, who fucking saw who didn't see that coming there is a bot a trading bot called jared from subway <laughs> and it's called that because it sandwiches buys and sells and kind of extracts liquidity by using more gas from people that have stuff in like order books or stuff that's like waiting to be processed in the blockchain min maxing its returns for certain buys and sells fucking over other people so someone made a twitter account saying that they were jared the person that has a jared from subway bot (laughs) and that i'm going to do like my own like jared token and uh no website none no pre-sale nothing on like a crypto like launch pad none of the stuff that people tend to do even if they're scamming the seem legitimate just like just send money to this ethereum address this wallet address is so i think it's like at like 1.8 million dollars or something just, just by saying hey i'm the guy i'm the guy from i'm the guy that fucks over people with my my trading bot um i'm gonna have my own token so give me all your money <laughs> scam token yeah cutting yeah. out the middlemen i think is what they call that yeah like <laughs> there's just... there's no artifice there's no like song and dance and, like there's not even like a website no. it's just like i'm gonna do this thing and then a bridge token you, you buy your own bridge <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly wallet inspector <laughs> that's next i swear if it doesn't exist i'm doing wallet inspector token and that's gonna be it uh, <laughs> i mean christ almighty so andrew did reply to this and said oh you know i got scammed too i thought this was legit i won't be taking any more questions but yeah this, this burned me as well yeah uh, th- definitely inspires I confidence him. <laughs> inspires confidence by saying i'm not gonna talk about this anymore after making l- literally one statement and then saying okay we're done um, but he did also follow up by saying here's a legit source that's not on the chain. That's strictly for donating to people for for healthcare needs. So at least I like I want to follow up on all these donation links and things. Oh, I know. Just to, just yeah. to be like, how has any of this impacted like the hospital mm-hmm. vet, whatever he's giving to? I don't know. You know, just supposedly giving. Yeah. To, uh, 
<laughs> we good? Is this good? You guys good? Or is this just insane? <laughs> exactly. Do you just have like links to things you don't know what to do with? God damn. I know. Hey, yeah. Uh, well, I suppose uh, we should get to the meat of the meat of the episode. Uh, we're talking today with, of course, Casey Green, talking about cartoons and cartoonists. And one of the bigger news stories this past week was the announcement that the Nib was going out of business mm-hmm. after ten years. Ooh. I know. Well, I mean, they they started. And that was uh, Matt Bores, whose yeah. whose work is also also excellent. But I mean, I mean, Maddie Lachevsky, Andy Warner, Whit Taylor, Mark Kaufman. Uh, just so many talented uh, comics. Uh, Ruben Bowling is on there now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Fury, our guest Casey Green. Uh, you got uh, John Rosenberg, Jen Sorensen, Tom Tomorrow, who was originally just in alt weeklies, and now he's you know yeah. uh, working for this comics focused site. What an interesting site. So Casey, how how did you get to start working on pieces for the Nib? Were you, were you approached by somebody, or was it just like? Uh, yeah, I got yeah, I think I think Matt originally approached me to uh, re repost some of my uh, ladder gun show stuff from like twenty twenty fourteen or so. I ended it about twenty fifteen. Okay. Um, yeah, just some just some regular like pieces I did. Uh, the one about uh, I remember the first one was the, the the one where it was Mart from the Anime Club grown up complaining to his mom <laughs> that the. Yeah. That the the trimmers from trimmers are actually called graboids. Graboids, yeah. And it's at someone's funeral. It's at their. It's it was. I don't know if I made it clear in the comic, but I always thought it was like his stepdad's funeral. (laughs) (laughs) So he's just arguing with his mom and like just in front of the coffin. (laughs) I I don't know if I made that clear in the thing, but it was definitely like in my head. I always thought it was that. Oh man. Um, And then from there, I was like. You guys like more and just okay, yeah. And I just gave him like random comics that could have been any old gun shows. Uh, I think my favorite one was uh, I forget what I forget what the lady was talking about. Just some boring thing because the real meat of the joke was a squirrel in the background of like the uh, uh, the coffee shop or whatever. She's she's up. She's there uh, just sitting against, and the squirrel puts his cheeks on the window and his ass cheeks on the window and just shits. <laughs> <laughs> it just like a, it just just sprays shit on the window, and then she delivers whatever punchline, and that's it. <laughs> and then uh, speaking of Question Hound, of course everybody knows Question Hound from the This Is Fine comic. You did a follow up. Uh, this is not fine. That was the one that made me realize. Oh yeah, he's on the site. He's he's doing a, a lot mm-hmm. of this work. That was, that was uh, probably 20... yeah. I mean, obviously that was, that was the bigger one. Is I I, I finally had the desire and idea to do a follow up. Uh, in the middle of 2016, which was the most normal year, um, yeah, yeah, and uh, and uh, they were like, absolutely. So they just, yeah, they they were very chill about like most of the stuff I I was asked to put on there, or uh, or, or 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 I asked to put on there. I pitched to them. That's the correct word of putting it. Gotcha. Um, yeah, no, it was like um, in a in a in a in a in decreasing commercial world where there's you know, there's there's fewer and fewer places that actually pay for art for comics Let, uh, let's get specific here for for comics um mm-hmm. you know mad magazine was one of them which i was also uh, a part of for a bit they don't really do that much anymore um nib uh mm-hmm. the new yorker all places i have tried yeah some succeeded i, I tried the new yorker they, they never wrote back and 
I got impatient, so I said, "Fuck it, I'm just taking it. I'm taking my comics back. Fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> One day, and they didn't call me back. Fuck them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it was like, like it was like a couple months, and that's like, like, don't you know who I am? <laughs> it was like a couple months, and I just I had the uh, I, I was just like I could just fucking start a new comic myself. Fuck them. <laughs> Yeah, but like so. it, it's it's rarer and rarer that um, those those are the three off the top of my head because I I tried and succeeded at, at sometimes at some of them. Yeah, uh, that's still sort of um, paid cartoonist because you know that's what I yeah. do, and also it used to be a, a, a pastime that people respected to some degree. Because <laughs> the only cartoonists that that are you know not folks that have been in the nib recently that i can really think of are all these hack political cartoonists like immediately the only other one that comes to mind is fucking ben garrison <laughs> oh boy he's not a hack he puts his whole ass into that cartoon you're right you're right <laughs> are you kidding me you see how, you see how he draws like, like next to next to the onions kelly who is like true oh obviously yeah, his own thing but like he's great like ben garrison's like the other fucking like funniest not on purpose obviously yeah but funniest yeah. fucking like cartoonist <laughs> political cartoonist i guess it's more that the messages are hack because he's a talented oh, absolutely. artist and that's but, like the, the way he the, the way he portrays it the way he draws it says so much more about himself yes and that like that's the most beautiful part about any like perfect little comic the the Kobe Memorial. Oh, the crying basketball. <laughs> the Was that a recent one? I missed that. That's awful. That's when Kobe awesome. Bryant died, when Kobe Bryant died, he did a Ben Garrison did a tribute comic, oh and it's just a giant basketball with Kobe's face on it. Crying basketballs, crying little basketballs. Yeah, it's, it, 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 it's yeah. It's, this it's was bizarre. before Kobe <laughs> took his brain. So it's like the holy shit. <laughs> I remember, like, growing up, and, like, me and my friends would be all into weird, like, semi-obscure music. You know, someone would find, like, a Hazel Atkins record, you know, putting hot dogs on my wall or wherever that shit was. <laughs> and I feel like that's, like, the, the 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 visual equivalent of, like, finding, like, a Hazel Atkins. It's just, like, this is really fucking upsetting. Or, like, uh, Armin Schumacher steals or something. Like, yeah. Just, like, weird outsider art. But now the internet has brought to where it can be focused on. and yeah. I'm a big follower of uh, uh, something awful. There's a there's a whole uh, political cartoons thread, and I follow it every year because they do the the Kelly's Awards, which is named after the <laughs> Onions Kelly. Uh, I was I was a I was a goon back in the day, but I have to admit I, I don't really follow that much anymore, so I'm I'm not familiar with this. So every year in in C spam in the the political th threads there's there's just one thread it's just dedicated to american political cartoons nice and uh, that's how i know all the names like ramirez and this guy like, sure. they're all i love um, i loved going to kegel.com <laughs> oh uh, wow you must know what kegel.com is right oh i have not thought about that in a long time yeah that's, uh dan kegel right yeah yeah he, he just he's like that's the uh, uh that's like the main aggregate site for like political cartoons not, not 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 garrison or the onion kelly but like the rest of the motherfuckers including like ramirez and etc and whatnot one of my favorite memories uh, from going to conventions was remembering that it was on a anniversary of 9-11 like 10 years or so and i just was like at a dinner with everyone like i was like let's see who had the day off and went to kegel and just <laughs> and just like looked at for like everyone's boring stupid 9-11 like uh <laughs> you know, like you know um a tribute 
a, a tribute to those wonderful planes. <laughs> um, oh, and just being like yeah. just the most boring cartoon. Not not even Kegel, but like you know, uh, the fucking uh, Family Circus didn't have to do one today. You didn't have to think of a joke today. Uh, fucking Garfield sure didn't. <laughs> Oh, I'm getting trailed by work for King Features. <laughs> we can cut that. That's no problem. No, keep it. It's funny. So aside from Garrison, political cartoonists, uh, obviously you, were, you did some work for the Nib, but is there anybody that stands out to you in that pack? Or like, is there somebody that you're a big fan of? We, we already talked about Garrison, so. Yes, we did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and Onion Kelly. Onion and, Kelly, uh, yes. That No. like i i love i love i love the others that are there um you know my heart goes out to the nib for it can't be it can't be rough it's got to be rough to like you know just pull it down after a while and political cartoons it's 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 always tough but god damn it it's just so uninteresting you know um uh, more often than not that shit just runs through my head like uh (laughs) like water over a duck's back you know Right, because I mean, most of the time, those political cartoons are just like a thing happened, and here we are showing the thing that happened to you. Yeah, it it, it definitely it moves at the speed of news, but also it, that kind of makes it less interesting. It's people who who still think like art can s- change something. <laughs> Fools! All I mean, of them. I mean, <laughs> it's great. I say everyone should do it, but like, there's a there's a weird importance in a different way that sometimes even myself myself fucking included absolutely uh that that art can change someone's mind or something like that i will you know my favorite joke is from the end of adventure time where uh them singing a song stops the big god the the nasty (laughs) god of destruction and then bemo the little robot says my art is a weapon <laughs> she just says it with such anger and like of f- f- fulfillment in their heart, and like that's that's only funny because it's just otherwise not true. <laughs> yeah, I I feel that. Damn. Yeah, I just yeah. I, I've been through that ringer, so I don't like you know. But goddamn it, it, you find sometimes those people who are just like the worst, you know. Like a lot of the artists, great, excellent. Yeah. Uh, but like sometimes you find those 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 fucking weirdos like dry bones. Oh. You must have come across dry bones. Kirchen and dry bones. Oh my god! I that's haven't... such a that's such a low rent looking fucking comic. <laughs> yeah, because it's like it's sub Ziggy. Like this guy can't draw for shit, and he's been doing it for forty years. Yeah, I love still... outsider art, but holy moly. <laughs> Oh man! If you've never seen it, Dry Bones is an Israeli political cartoon strip uh, in the Jerusalem. Three for Post. three. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, uh, in the Jerusalem Post, and it has been published since 1973. So 50 years he's been doing this. Mm. The the guy's name Yaakov Kershin. God, and he started out doing greeting cards, of course. Uh, <laughs> I can see, like, in maybe an earlier style, yeah, I could see the greeting card focus, but I remember, like, Chapo did, like, an episode, like, long, long ago about this shit. Oh, yeah, they did an entire, like, the worst guys. Yeah, and um, just seeing, like, some of, like, the dry bones. I, I saw, like, a YouTube that showed the, the, the comics they were talking about, <laughs> and some yeah. of the dry bones were so just, like, low rent and, and, and fucking, like, 
dashed out like amazingly oh, yeah. quick. The one on like Wikipedia I'm looking at right now, hey, that looks like that looks fine. That looks com- like completely like fine and cartoony. Like these looked like he was tired. Oh yeah, half yeah, not it, looking. It, <laughs> if you're looking at like the new ones. So if you go to his website, it's MrDryBones.com. MrDryBones.com. That's, uh, that was my name in uh, college, Mr. Drybones. <laughs> Mr. Drybones. <laughs> that's they call me on the fucking Mario Kart tracks. That's my guy. <laughs> All right. It's before you learned about soaking. It is before I learned about soaking, yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it was called dry boning, where you just put your we- hand around your wiener and have your friend jump up and down. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Your dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just smashes right? it. He just smashes your fucking erect penis. This <laughs> hurts. Is this, nah, dude, it's all the cool It's supposed to hurt. It's supposed to hurt. Yeah. It's supposed to hurt. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Don't be a poser, man. <laughs> I am looking at Yakov's fucking Twitter, and he posts the same comic like five different times in a row. <laughs> I, I think that's a content management one where he's just like, here, post this a bunch of times, and it auto does it for him. But he doesn't know how to work it. So. Yeah, it like it posts each comic eight times. <laughs> he could just retweet it, but I, yeah, he probably doesn't know. Right, he would not know. Uh, Old ass guy. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, if, if he was born in '38, so that that would make him in his no late way. 80s. Yeah, 85 years old. God bless his ass. Graduated Queens College, 1961. Here's the funny part. This is from the Drybones website, MrDryBones.com. After dismissal from the greeting card company for loudness, loudness and jocular attitude, became a freelance gag cartoonist for the former Mad Mag guys who were then doing Cracked. Amazing. That is baffling to me. How do you go from Cracked to doing bits in Playboy to this i don't know i used i used to read cracked in the 90s before i understood the genius of mad magazine and it's yeah. it's rough he did some playboy comics uh, it says here he yeah included in several best of playboy anthologies uh, moved on to cartoons man the, so the, the he he's got a couple up on the chick track guy mm-hmm. i mean he just like you know Playboy, Playboy was another back in the day that like ran some like it played good money for old comic strips. It's, it's oh, a bit for wonder. Sure. It's like I wonder if, if they were good. <laughs> that is a good question. Yeah, you, you really, you really can't tell. Like, and I'm trying to find any actual fucking comics, but like his website is so fucking broken. Like I go, it says click to see Drybone's blog. Site can't be reached. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> and then connections not private. Oh, that's bad. Bad cert. That's a bad cert. Yeah, every, every time you want to try to find dry bones, it's, it's the fucking privacy filters on. So you're like, eh, that's not good. <laughs> it makes me wonder, like, okay, he's 85. Maybe he's just, he's not in the game anymore, you know? He's, maybe he's not. You don't think he still's got it? <laughs> well, to the, to the extent that he ever did have it, it's, it's one of those guys. Yeah, Kirshen is a real is a real trip, boy. You start looking at his old comics. I'm trying to find some older ones, but yeah, they're just like... The infidel is uh, is the Palestinian, <laughs> and we should kill them all. Uh-oh. Like, I, I, found, I found this one. Uh, it's uh-huh. at seventy three, uh, and yeah. it's and it's mostly unpolitical. I don't know. It's it's a dumb joke. If you want to read it out, it's it's the uh, the the character they're driving. So we're having a blackout. Okay, so these kids rush up and slap black paint on my headlights. Okay, so they rush around and splash paint on my rear lights. But listen, there's a limit. 
my eyeglasses? And then the last frame is the, the squiggly mouth, like, upset look. And you, you think for the whole comic he's just wearing sunglasses, but no, someone has, has done the blackout on his, on his glasses, but not gotten any paint anywhere else on him, by the way. So Amazing. Either <laughs> these Palestinian a, kids are too clever. Mm. <laughs> too clever by half. I mean, and, yeah, uh, that, that's, that's what you can read into it. Like, 73, some blackouts, wherever that was happening. But it is the, the most unpolitical one, and it's not, it's, it's fine. It's okay. <laughs> Makes any... It'll make your uncle smile for half yeah, a second. Yeah, it's inoffensive. There's yeah. that phrase that Harvey Birdman, you know, the, the heartwarming but rarely amusing Ziggy cartoons. <laughs> I feel like the same could be applied to Dry Bones. A lot of cartoon, a lot of daily cartoonists like Dry Bones and the like are probably fine with just that, you know? Sure. And, and gag a day people like. Yeah, you no do, it's a gag a day. You, you know, sometimes you don't got a gag in you. Sometimes you got to smile. Like sometimes, like even Larson, the Far Side would have a would have an off day. Sure. But but the good would always outweigh the bad, as far as like Larson. Uh, yeah. Goes. There's there's cow tools. There's always cow tools. <laughs> always I cow love that comic. One of my favorites, Larson wise, Far Side was like a big one for me as a kid. Everyone mm, says same. Calvin and Hobbes, or whatever. I mean, they're both great. Watterson has his own special charm, but like I yeah, just never fun. read Calvin and Hobbes, you know. And the the as a, as a kid, I was a little stinker. And the more I heard too much about it, the more I was like, eh, fuck it, I don't want to bother, you know. I just it, it's just Dennis the Menace. What do you? Yeah. Never truly read it, but Far Side, we had books of it uh, mm-hmm. in my home, and I loved it. And uh, one of my favorites when I was rereading the entirety of Far Side because I have the uh, the huge hardcover complete collection of the ten years. Oh wow. Yeah, very big, but it's lovely. Uh, one of my favorites was a, a one about a talking dog, at on a talk show, and um, <laughs> it shows the dog talking, saying he yes he's a he's a famous talking dog, but it also shows that he's reading from a cue card, <laughs> <laughs> and that like just that that stipulation about entertainment and everything in general is like I was like that is so goddamn perfect. Oh, yeah. That's so good. Farside was a favorite of mine, and uh, so was uh, Bloom County when I oh, could find it. Oh, Berkeley Breathe, yeah. Um, I, was re- I have a couple of those. I, I never read it, but I have a couple of those collections in my to-read to pile. Definitely definitely do. As far as political cartoons, you know, uh, Doonesbury was always up there. Sure. You were, you were seeing it. The third, the third one, which always fucks with people, if they know me, is uh, Foxtrot. I loved it. You love Foxtrot? I loved Foxtrot as a kid. See, I don't- I, I never would have seen it. Yeah. 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 I used to read whatever that was just there. Foxtrot never caught me too much. I don't know why, and I know he's a complete weirdo now, but uh, now, I mean, he probably always was. Scott Adams, <laughs> uh, Dilbert. Dilbert. I always yeah. liked, I always liked to read Dilbert. I'll be the guy who says I didn't, I didn't hate the cartoon that came out on like UPN. Yeah, it was all it right. It was fine. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I remember, I remember fondly that than like the, the, co- the comic and then just as we all uh, uh, co- congregated online. Scott Adams just got more and more shirtless. Yes, he got red, <laughs> mad, and nude online. Yes, he did. The classic, yeah. Well, one of my favorite comics people that did stuff online is Tristan Farnan, who did the Dilbert Hole, oh, which yeah. is the modified, uh, the modified Set Dilbert comic. Uh, yeah. Leisure Town, right? Yes, that was mm-hmm. Leisure Town. Yeah, Fucking, fantastic. Yeah, an all timer. Oh yeah. 
Uh, actually, that was one of the f- uh, early, early episodes that we did on this show is we just went deep on talking about Leisure Town and, and Jerk City and all the stuff mm-hmm. that, that Farnham is part of. And just, but the Dilbert Hole, Hole, baby. Uh, I mean, so good. was that was that what the Leisure Town episode was called? Because that was about like the, the like one of the little animal f- uh, workers just fucking going crazy and stapling them all over his office. <laughs> yes, until everyone that's... else in the office found it and was like, "Get them, get them." Yeah, that, that's where it started. But then uh, Tristan was like, "Yeah, I made these comics for the joke in that comic." But here's the here are here they are <laughs> in strip form, and so you can see them real close up. But it's you know set. Oh, there's like more. I, I think there's about ten or twelve or yeah. so, something of them. Someone out there does have a collection of them. Uh, Tristan had to take them down, even from Rotten.com, which used to be like you know the bastion of. It was yeah. yeah. That's where you yeah. went. Is this still is this still active? No, sadly. Yeah, we did a we did an episode on that one too because we really. A lot of our formative years were places like Rotten or, or Style Project. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The, the, the <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Rotten, I would skate by once in a while and be like, well, what's here today? Uh, mm-hmm. Style, yikes. I've <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thought we about that hardcore. fucking name in a while. <laughs> My, uh, just, just to show you how weird the whole Dilbert thing has been. I re- My mom's been a computer programmer since I was a little kid. And I remember going to like the office she worked in, in the late 90s and mm-hmm. like... It was like a defiant thing to have like a Dilbert cartoon oh, yeah. on like the outside of your cubicle. Oh yeah, I didn't know it was like, like it. it was too mean towards engineers. Yeah, yes, yeah. Uh, exactly. Some there was like Jesus my mom. Christ. My mom would tell me stories about like, hey, you remember such and such that you met and you liked the comics that he had on the outside of his cubicle? Like, yeah, like uh, he quit today, oh, <laughs> like man. because he was getting yelled at by management for having like you know watching Joe cartoon on his lunch break or something. <laughs> Yeah, remember when Dilbert was edgy? Yeah, it was when, transgressive. When Dilbert was edgy? Osama bin Laden in the blender or whatever he did. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, I mean, that... 9-11 broke everyone's brain, but before then it was just, yeah. you just want to see a frog in a microwave. Or like the Punch Britney Spears game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> all the fucking all the Flash games back in the day. Newgrounds, oh. kill, kill Kid Rock's Bidget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it has a name. Josie. It's Joe C. I know, Thank but you. that was the name of the game. Come on now. Two foot tall with a ten foot dick. Don't forget that. That's from I've the song. Got <laughs> the name's Joe C. The C stands for cool. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Maybe you. a fuck, but he ain't no fool. See, this guy, this guy knows what I'm talking about. I've had the South Park <laughs> album. <laughs> oh yeah, That's awesome. That had System of a Down doing an instrumental for a Puff Daddy song. What? What? No, it didn't. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't remember either of those artists on there. Uh, I'm I, going I got, to come and find you yep. if that's true. <laughs> Why? It's it, it's the only good Puff Daddy song that oh, he made. Yeah, like the South Park album. Yeah, it's called oh. "Will They Die for You." Oh uh, my God! Oh, that was oh that was <laughs> Chef Aid. Yes. Yeah. Puff Daddy, Lil Kim, May, System of a Down, all together on one track. And I got to say, as far as like P Diddy rhymes, like his his so rhymes on that are are pretty damn verses. sick. Although Bars. he does, he does, he does have a line. And it's the opening line: "How many n words will die for you? How many get a quiche like the pie with you?" That <laughs> didn't really fly, but uh, other than that, um. <laughs> okay. I, I was I was stuck in the the movie soundtrack. I did have oh, Chef Aid, yeah. but I, like yes. uh, when when, I, when it was when, now that it's on, I moved it from cassette to 
you know, MP3s. I think I just dropped some that I wasn't into, and I don't think I was into that one. Oh, gotcha. <clears throat> now though, I've, now I yeah. got to just go back and find that shit. Because it's actually it's it's got a, a sick verse from Lil Kim on it too. Lil Kim mm. just comes out okay. fucking. Um, let's see. Lil Kim spread like syphilis. <laughs> you think I'm pussy? I dare you to stick your dick in this. Like okay. <laughs> Uh, Chrome 4.4 inconspicuous in the 6.0.0 shit's ridiculous. Speak when you're spoken to and only with permission, like E.F. Hutton when I talk and words listen. Uh, <laughs> so, like, I don't know. I always thought that was a good uh, a good uh, part of the verse there. So, uh, yeah, I got very a, fatherly. I, go I mean, my favorites were always uh, Devo's Haboon Stop, Haboon Stomp, or. Uh, oh, yeah. Homo, the rainbow. Homo rainbow. The, the I mean, ween. colors are in the homo rainbow. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I was a big ween head in college. Like, that, that's that's when I, like, ween, that was when I was like, ween, ween good. We used to, uh, when I worked at Guitar Center, we used to close to uh, the country western yeah. record. Oh, what, that's a good album. <laughs> fucking, many, many times screaming at the fucking vacuum for not vacuuming up the fucking staples good enough to uh, <laughs> piss up a rope. <laughs> oh, piss up a rope! What a classic. We uh, it, it, something from Quebec the other day. We we had it as our outro song. It was the. It's gonna be a long night. Is the opening track because like, for the longest time I thought that was a Motorhead song because <laughs> the way he sings it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's their fucking uh, uh, pastiche pastiche for like uh, it was an Ace of Spades. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought of. Yeah. I immediately thought it was yeah an Ace of Spades riff. <laughs> oh man! All right, so Casey. Mm. Yeah. It's gross picture time. It's time for shock.jpg. That's the name of the segment. Oh, yeah, baby. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Shock.jpg. Today, it's actually very tame. I heard the last couple. Fucking baseball <laughs> asshole. Yeah, yeah this, is, this is, like I said, it's, it's relatively tame in comparison. Um, all right. Uh, it's 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 almost like hazing. It's it's just part of the it's part of the deal. Uh, every guy, every guy. It's not through. pee pee poo poo. It is not pee pee poo poo. Actually, in celebration of Pride Month, it is uh, is uh, simply oh, no. an act of love between a couple of different guys. It's called. It goes by two different names. One is the Lol Train, and the other is Love Parade. All right. So I'm, it's it's a choose your own adventure type of deal. I'm I'm clicking it now. Oh okay. Oh, that's not bad. That oh yeah. P- uh, pictured here is uh, four gentlemen in what appears to be a soccer net, uh, in a very long chain of uh, mutual Dixon anal sex. Oops. Yeah, oh geez. <laughs> oh, we all fell into each <laughs> other. Oops. What are you doing, step, 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 bro? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing, step, step, bro. Yeah. Hey, they're all safe. They're all wearing condoms. Oh yeah. Okay. Because I saw the one on the guy in the middle. <laughs> so I didn't. Boy. I didn't notice that. That any. Yeah. You can kind of tell. It looks a little shinier. That's yeah. true. Uh, but I did notice that, like, the guy on the end, he's just he's just being done. There's like no, nobody's uh, touching him. He's not. He's just. Yeah. He wasn't doing HGH. He seems to be enjoying himself. So I guess it doesn't really matter. But but yeah. In in a funky. Little I mean, font, you're you're the big spoon of this of this whole set. <laughs> That's got to have its the own guy. connotations of just like, that's right. You know, and the you, guy fuck, in the back. you fuck the guy and then you like using him to fuck the other guy and then using him to fuck the last guy. It's a perpetual <laughs> fucking machine. Yeah. yeah. The last guy is the only one uh, making eye contact. That's a literal big dick moment. Uh, yeah. I, I guess it would kind of have to be. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> There's a, a similar foe that floats around every once in a while. I haven't seen since like the old Fiat days, but... Uh, 
a similar train of like eight like amateur bodybuilder type men wow doing that like on a hotel bed but at the very end the very last guy is fucking a chick okay <laughs> so it's like eight dudes doing the the chain and then the last guy is like fucking a chick and you're just like so it's like seven degrees of kevin bacon but for being gay <laughs> yes i don't know it's almost I was like two guys away were... from her so technically i fucked her too <laughs> It, like it's like the human centipede. Yeah, yeah. A lot of folks in Spain commenting on this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a. I don't. Know. I guess it's the soccer part. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> That's not legal. One from Melbourne, Australia. That's fucking gross. Only because the dudes have hairy nuts. See, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, and then I look, and it looks like the, one weird. of the guys actually doesn't have nuts. Like at all. The second, like, look at the second guy. <laughs> okay. Where well, is I, nuts? <laughs> well, you, you guys know, aren't some... still looking at this. No, no, it's not. It's not your background right now. <laughs> I've been studying this picture. You guys are, come on. His is his are just high and tight. I think he's. I think, I think he's just. Yeah. He's got Mickey Mouse ears. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. that's that's what I'm seeing there. Um, All right. It, yeah, uh, just leave this up for a while. Like it was the McChicken video. He's ne- every time. Every I mean, time. I mean, I thought it was going to be gross. This is just an act of love. Right. It's just a bunch of dudes hanging out. Yeah. Just guys being dudes. What's better than this? <laughs> now this is living. No, no. We don't listen to any of our wives. Just, play, <laughs> just hang out here playing just soccer. Just vibing. Yes, yes. Not a cell phone in sight. <laughs> living in the moment. Just having fun. Just a bunch of dudes. And one um, of them turns to the other and goes, wait a minute. Who took this picture? Oh. <laughs> oh. Ooh. <laughs> it's... The horny soccer ghost. The horny soccer. The ghost of Pele. Yeah. Pele's still alive, isn't he? Uh, he, he <laughs> no, he passed a couple. Oh, unfortunately. Yeah. I apologize, Pele, for thinking no, he was still all right. alive. That's all right. You're a hell of a player, he, though. Uh, he kept it really low key for like the last, I don't know, thirty years of his life. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty twenty two. So it was just last year. Oh. Uh, yeah. All right. I'm gonna click this off. <laughs> Please, for your own sanity and for ours, yes. No, I mean, look, I was expecting when we're talking about Rotten.com and other things. I'm just, I'm sitting there like, jeez, oh, what are you guys going to show me? I'm trying to take it easy with guests because I don't know everybody's uh, tolerance. I look, I had, I had my my moments, and but that's it. I've I've had them. I don't really, I don't, I don't always go looking for them again. You know, exactly. I don't want to look at Tub Girl for another minute. Yeah, Don't that's fair. Don't want to watch the Owen Hart death video. Like, oh. <laughs> one Owen and done, Hart. you know. Yeah, yeah. You go, no, you go, I, like you only have to see the fucking Twilight Zone awful accident that killed oh. those three people, including two children. You know, you only you only yeah. have to look at that once, and then like that's it. I, like yeah. hearing the story behind it is amazing. Oh wait, is there raw footage of that? Supposedly. Yes. Yeah. Supposedly. No, no, no. There is. Um, oh, that's legit. I always thought that was faked. Uh, there is. There's a. There's a. A, a great uh, series called Cursed Films on Shutter uh, that talk oh. about different types of films that have had bad uh, uh, moments or, or or production. Something like Poltergeist. You know, mm-hmm. infamously yeah. had that. Uh, the Wizard of Oz. Uh, which worked into a an on cinema at the cinema bit with Greg Turkington. There. Okay, I was gonna say I saw an out of context clip of Greg Turkington in that. I didn't yeah. think it was a real show. I thought it was something they made. No, it's a real show, and Greg's in it. <laughs> oh man. 
as the character from Mon Cinema, right? He's yeah, the, yeah, the as expert. Greg from Mon Cinema, who knows about <laughs> the old footage. <laughs> it's very good. Uh, but it's also a legitly good uh, series, and one of them was about the Twilight Zone movie and what wow. happened. And, they're, and they just, they're very, they give it a lot of gravitas and be like, you know, they set it up and then they show the footage yeah. once and that's it. Oof. Kind of like Grizzly Man. I just, I don't want to, yeah. Fucking Grizzly Man. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, Grizzly that's Man. It's like someone's sure. slowly pulling your teeth out. Well, that, <laughs> but that's what I think of in, the, in that kind of like, I only want to hear it once. I don't necessarily need to share it with someone, yeah. you know. The story of before and after and also the people just like shitting on, rightfully in my opinion, John Landis, the, the director yeah. of the time, yeah. and talking about the things he could have done a little better <laughs> and the things he didn't do better is very is very just like, okay, I feel good not liking him or his son, even though his son mm-hmm. gives us ample opportunity to not like him. Yeah, I was going to say. On his own. <laughs> it's hard to believe that the director of Kentucky Fried Movie could... <laughs> I know, the right? famous, The famous, the famous Kentucky Fried Movie. I don't know. I, I, I do have a soft spot for Kentucky Fried Movie. Is it because of Big Jim Slade? <laughs> yes, actually. <laughs> From the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> I think the only Max Landis thing that I really enjoyed that he was even vaguely a part of was uh, Chloe Grace Moritz in a World War II pilot movie called Shadow in the Cloud. That one, I can overlook a lot of the Max Landis stuff on because it's it's a tense little thriller where it's just Chloe Grace for most of the movie enduring verbal abuse from pilots and then like weird shit starts happening so it's an interesting movie aside from that yeah i don't think he's really made a lot that's worthwhile like bright that fucking will smith and his other buddy in the buddy cut movie is an orc yeah <laughs> I I yeah gracious terrible he produced uh, that that uh, adaptation of the douglas adams uh, book the Dirk Gently's Holistic Deta- Detective Agency, hmm. but I think a lot of that was carried by Elijah Wood as the as the main uh-huh. one. So okay. um, the Landis bloodline is cursed. <laughs> <laughs> no more. Yeah, the government should intervene at this point. Max Landis was destroyed by the county. <laughs> 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 He was either that or get a fine from the city. So, yeah, that's something. <laughs> <they're doing. laughs> All right. So, Casey, this is our favorite part of the program. It's called the Breath Mint. It's time for your mom's favorite part of the show. It's time for the Breath Mint. And why it's called the Breath Mint is, of course, we show someone a gross photo and then we give them a chance to talk about something that maybe is a little less distressing uh, than that stuff that they've been watching, reading playing, whatever it is, something that just caught your attention in the past week or so. And I want to open the floor to you since you are our esteemed guest. Uh, what's been up with you? What's something that you just caught your eye recently? Well, this is a lovely little uh, image. You, you can like, you know, you can infer some, some uh, what do you call it, some story behind it. Of these uh, the four boys just having fun uh, uh, and, and are sexually fulfilling, just, just, shoving, <laughs> just, you know, just enjoying each other. Yeah. No, uh, what I really have been into, I mean, I've been playing Zelda. I don't know if you guys yeah. care or have talked about it or whatever. I'm playing that new Zelda. It whips ass. It's fun. <laughs> What's funny is that I bought a, a second Switch. I have two 13-year-olds, and so mm. I, I, I bought a second Switch so that they can play Tears of the Kingdom on theirs, 
and then I can <laughs> catch up on my backlog on my own Switch, so I don't have to like, hey guys, can I get this Switch? <laughs> Go away, Dad! Tears of the Kingdom! Okay, okay, alright, thank you. You know? <laughs> so Hot you're pockets. not playing it, but you just like, you just need your kids to leave you alone? I'm, I'm waiting my turn. I'm waiting until, <laughs> oh, I'm, seri- okay. I'm serious, I'm waiting until both of them finish it, and then I'm like, cool, I'm gonna play this for, you know, the next three days, see you later. <laughs> did you did you buy it like it physically so you can like yes. share it between? Oh, okay. absolutely. But no, that yeah. makes sense. That makes sense if you got two. I'm I'm a physical things, media guy. I can't. That's fair. I I got physical copies of like everything. I got this huge collection of Blu-rays because I'm like the streaming's gonna get rid of this movie from 1987 that I really liked, and I they, gotta have a copy. And they just might, but at the same time, I'm uh, I don't get everything uh, physically yeah. media. I get the things that I know are like my genuine favorites you know yeah things i'm like oh that's a dvd purchase i mean i get i get that and like you i used to think that that would never happen and then david zaslov bought max and was like hold my beer or whatever yeah yeah um and and then now it's like hmm but at that at that point i'm just i'm just really getting into uh having a vpn same here Mm -hmm. and doing something with it who knows what yeah Uh, but i i do for games, I have no problem just going full digital. Like I like yeah. for like my last three Nintendo systems, I just also bought a like huge little memory card, shoved it in there, and said, "Let's go." <laughs> yeah, because mem- those little SD cards are cheap as hell these days. I got yeah, one cheap for twenty as hell, bucks, and then you just, they could just hold everything. And I'm like, "Yep, yep that's all." I I'd like I, that's my 3DS. That's my Switch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Tears of the Kingdom. You're liking it so far? I mean that that's a that's a that's an that's an easy one. That's a gimme because everyone's yeah. probably playing that. But yeah, no, it's it's great. It's I love it. Um, I had the I had the crazy thought that maybe I might want to replay Breath of the Wild because I was thinking like I'm gonna love Tears of the Kingdom, but what if, like like I can't wait. What if I replayed Breath of the Wild? But I'm I'm glad I did not uh, because of how like how well Tears of the Kingdom just reminds you of like how cool Breath of the Wild was. While also giving you the same map, essentially, and you know, I don't need to waste my time doing it again. <laughs> essentially, that'd be like playing Red Dead Redemption a second time. <laughs> yeah, like I and I love that game, but I yeah, I don't need to play. Like the idea of like doing that again is like no, no. I had my lovely, lovely like pandemic time with Red Dead Redemption Two and Arthur Morgan and all of them. I don't need to do. We don't need to go down that road again. Uh, and I just started it, so I'm I'm. I'm like, can can we move this along a little bit? All it is like, yeah, but it is also my all time. I keep hearing it. I keep hearing me. it. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did not think it would be, but goodness gracious! But to give it something else other than Zelda, the obvious one, Delicious in Dungeon. Uh, okay, a, a manga. Uh, one okay, of those anime mangas. It's a manga. Yeah. Um, about people who go through a dungeon and have to uh, instead of. Instead of buying rations and, 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 you know, food and stuff like that, which, which is, like, practically very expensive for people who are doing very bad and stuff like this, they decide, what if we eat the monsters in the dungeon? Oh. And along with an old hand, uh, a dwarf who, 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 who comes along with, like, the, their group of three to be four... It, it, it does present itself as a cooking manga, a fantasy cooking manga. So <laughs> okay. it does have moments where he's like cutting across, he's cutting out a mimic, which is shown as like a, a, a crab like creature, a hermit crab like <laughs> creature. And he's like, he's like popping off the claw. Ooh, the meat's tender. What if we just cook it right? And then boom, you know, we have like crab claws, like mimic stuffed, whatever. 
you okay. know, and it shows like these are the calories, this is the fat. It's very, it's very sweet in that. But wow, and that's like funny, that. and it's very well done. Like the author yeah. Ryoko Q, uh, QI, uh, uh, forgive me if I'm saying that wrong. She's great. Um, her her cartooning is excellent. And as the as the volumes go and the story goes, there's actually a really fucking cool story. Like on top of this, it is not just about eating monsters. They're trying to save someone who got ate by the the dragon. It, you start learning about how the dungeon came to be. You start learning about the politics inside and outside the dungeon, like the world around it. And it, it's like it's it's like at, at volume twelve now, mm-hmm. and it is uh it is com- it is coming to a head, and it is so just like nice and cool to see like a story a cool fucking story unfold rather than say the next fucking look. I love a Shonen Jump. I yeah, love yeah, yeah, I yeah, love yeah. One Piece and Dragon Ball and stuff like this, but I also like it when a story has an ending. <laughs> So like this is definitely wrapping up and it is it is coming to a head and I just I'm like so excited. Uh, volume 12 just came out. So Delicious and Dungeon is a fucking pick of the week for me. Hell awesome. yeah. Uh Brian, what you been up to? I imagine no one wants to hear me talk about the Succession finale. <laughs> Ooh. Which which one of these which one of these spoiled kids is getting the best head? <laughs> Kendall. It's always Kendall. It's always Kendall. He's always got that dumbfounded look because yeah. the sloppy toppy's too good. Too good. He can't handle it. He, handle he doesn't it. know what to do. He can't handle it. That's why he always looks at the wire like he's going to kill himself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the succession finale, I thought, just no spoilers or anything, I sure. thought it actually wrapped up the story in a pretty interesting way. And that's pretty much it. It was not disappointing like uh, a lot of things at, when they end. See, I've heard so many conflicting things. I've heard that succession wrapped up perfectly i've heard people that were really disappointed i've heard people like all over the spectrum and i think it really depends on like how you come into the story and, and what you think of these characters what you get out of it i yeah, think um i think why i really get out of succession is you see these people they're kind of inherently terrible because of their environment and how mm-hmm. they were nurtured like particularly with the, the the children the adult children of logan and then their pursuit of power and dominance, just how much like they kind of turn away from humanity. <laughs> but each each of the kids, and even some like the the secondary characters, all have these moments to kind of like do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And like you think like, oh, is is Kendall gonna fucking finally get through his thick skull that he can just like walk away from this and just be like a bored a millionaire? Person? But yeah. he can't because he he has this drive to be the CEO of this massive fucking corporation, and it's like. It's it's a it's torture porn in the sense of being disappointed <laughs> in other people. I like the phrasing on that. It's torture porn. Yeah, I guess. It yeah. Is. Well, like, oh, is he is he gonna fucking get through? His, are they gonna figure out? Are they gonna make a choice that isn't like in their self interest and like the worst kind of way? Like, nope, nope, they're gonna do it. They <laughs> they're talking it out, and you think like, yeah, yeah, man, like you, you don't have to be a complete piece of shit twenty four seven. Like, oh no, nope, you decided being a piece of shit twenty four seven is the way to go, and then you see the fallout and. And then that that becomes an arc for a couple episodes, and and a lot of that plays into the finale. But yeah, so that's succession. Okay, I enjoyed watching it. I uh, and hopefully won't have to talk about it too much more on here until you get <laughs> until you, I Jason, catch up. I know. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Outside of succession, I'm being to talk about this for almost a month now, but the new Billy Woods record. Oh yes, uh, Max, you mentioned it briefly at one point, but yeah. Uh, Billy Woods has released two of my favorite records of the last couple of years, uh, Hiding Places and Ethiopies. Okay. That's how you pronounce it. He's always kind of done a thing where he'll come out with a record and then within that same year have like a second record. 
And so after hiding places, he had terror management. And after Ethiopia's, he had church. Mm. And terror management and church are the kind of things I would be like listening to them at work. And there'd be songs on there I'd really like, but I didn't like them enough to go like sit down and be like, okay, what song is that? Yeah, yeah. On the track listing. And Maps is Billy Woods at his most kind of bleak, dark, gallows humor. He's funny. The beats are really good. But instead of kind of looking around at his environment, which kind of has just been like a guy who's been grinding for the last 10 years, he's now a guy who's been recognized for his talent as a musician. And now his has come out with a record with like, man, touring a lot is kind of like weird and alienating and sucks. Oh, yeah. And um, some people can really mine that experience for some gold. But for here, it's not the... It's not that the music's bad or the lyrics are bad, but it's not his most interesting. It's not him at mm. his most interesting. It's not him at uh, his most introspective because I think m- most people have gone on a trip that took like a week and it felt like it took fucking forever. And then you come back and you find out like, oh, something changed. Like, oh, wow, they put up that fucking quick trip really fast. <laughs> you know, something right. like that. It's still better than most things I've listened sure. to. But for Billy Woods, it's kind of slightly disappointing considering I what I feel like I know he can do. But maybe, you know what? Maybe his next record will be... Uh, I was going to say, yeah, wait for the follow-up, I guess. It's just kind of a... Because, you know, it, that almost feels like... I'm thinking about, like, sophomore records, you know, when yeah. when bands blow up and then their second record usually has some sort of yeah. commentary on fame or whatever. Like, Veruca Assault is my I immediately thought of when, when you said, like, oh, yeah, this song's about how touring sucks. And, like, yeah, the, the last song on their second album is a song called Earth Crosser, and it's this epic eight-minute fucking song about how, like, touring sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, I get it. That's a thing that you do, but, like... Yeah. I mean, there's a couple tracks on there. Like, the one I think really sticks out to me is New York City Tap Bar, which is about, like, coming back from being on tour and like noticing how his neighborhood's changed and like how mm. like the bodega he used to get his weed from is now like a fucking blue and crane and <laughs> you know kind of seeing like his neighborhood gentrify and like you know over six Overnight, months of him yeah. not really being in town yeah hit that nyc tap water and that kind of like you know takes you back and mm. you know comforts of home a yeah bit of that stuff. and like yeah. that felt like in the groove and the the beat is just really kind of like a little bit laid back with a little kind of little guitar work and I really appreciated that. And maybe it'll grow on me over time, but this is it's kind of weird from a guy who has released so much music to like the first time I listened to it, I was like, Oh fuck, yeah. I'm I'm just gonna be listening <laughs> okay. to this nonstop for the next couple months and this is one that like I'm kind of trying to make grow on me. It doesn't quite but even, hit but the even same, my girlfriend yeah. is like is this like your favorite guy? And I go, yeah, like right now. And she's like, you don't really listen to this record a lot. <laughs> you were like so excited for it to come out and you like, I haven't really heard you talk about it. And I'm like, yeah, because it's just a guy being like, man, like touring's just like exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, it's relatable to a degree, but it's yeah. also like, okay, all right. Yeah. So uh, for me, for the Breath Mint, uh, obviously I mentioned it briefly, Red Dead Redemption 2. Casey, of course, said it's one of his all-time favorites. Brian, uh, I know you're a fan oh, of the Red Dead uh, game as well. Arthur, I, Arthur, <laughs> we just got to do this one last one job last and we job. can go to Tahit. I don't know, Dutch, we ain't so good at this no more. <laughs> what, yeah, what, what does he always say? Morgan always had like a fucking little thing he'd always say. Well, I don't know, Dutch. 
I can't. I don't know, Doug. It's, I have not played it since it came out, but I, I loved it. I'm only on chapter two, so. Oh, but it, like whenever you would be on your horse, you'd be like, "That's all right, boy." Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you say, well, the way he would just like hang on the word "boy," <laughs> boy, and talk about his horse or something is so just like. God damn! I love this guy. Like one of the one of the funnest characters to like like be <laughs> in a game. I love the characters. I'm really f- like starting to fall for even like Uncle or or yeah. Javier. Are or you like still those. are you still in the snow zone? Uh, we're at Valentine right now, so I'm in the okay. I'm in the first big city, and yeah, we, we we just had the bar fight, and we you know, got everybody cleared out there. All right, you're you're that's early stuff. That's early. Yeah, stuff. yeah. That's early. But at the, even at the same time, I'm like. This is taking forever to do anything. Yeah. Yes. But I think that's also a symptom of Rockstar games. They just they take a long because I felt the same way about GTA Five. I felt like, come on, what am I doing here? Sure, this one is definitely on purpose, taking its time, and you you just got to be with it. Like, sure. Because I remember the yeah. first time I got this game, I I couldn't I couldn't hang, and then like you know, <laughs> pandemic happened. It was like I got no time. I got nothing but hanging. So might as well. Like today, like you know, I, I get off work. I, I, uh, kids are playing Zelda. I'm like, okay, let me go play some Red Dead. And I, I came out here to, to the to my little chalet that I have, and uh, yeah, I got I got through some some missions in Valentine, and then all of a sudden I fell asleep. Like I literally <laughs> fell asleep with a controller in my hand. That's how. I mean, that's not a good sign. No, right? it's, uh, it's, it's uh, a slow burn. It, it is. Hmm. Yeah. 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 It's the slowest of burns, but yeah. Stick with it. Felt the same way about about Last of Us too. So I mean, I, I will eventually finish it. Because while just, you're yeah. still in Valentine doing like the main story stuff, it does hit a point where it starts picking up and it sure. starts moving a lot quicker. It gets really satisfying. Just the horse mechanics alone are interesting. I found the idea of like going out to hunt for food. Like that's kind of a concept that's neat to me. I loved hunting for like the big upgrades and shit like this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. And that's uh, that's another strength of stuff like that, that and, like, the Far Cry games ever since 3 where you just, like, hunt animals to get upgrades. Like, okay, mm-hmm. that kind of makes sense. Like, you got to physically make materials. Like, yeah, you're, has a... you're using it for crafting supplies. The other thing that I've been doing is reading. I know. What a shock. I've been mm-hmm. re- reading Will Sommer's book, Trust the Plan. It's this big uh, QAnon book that he just oh, came I, out with. I tried reading that. Yeah, what'd you think? I liked it enough. I follow like enough blogs and and, and like weirdos on YouTube and, and, and mm-hmm. Chavo and stuff to be like, I kind of know a lot of this already. <laughs> yeah, um, I definitely had a lot of a lot of stuff that I was aware of via yeah. QAnon Anonymous, especially like Travis yeah. View and all those guys. Like, oh yeah, I know I know Ramona Didolo. Yeah, uh huh. Get on with it. Yeah, let's get yeah, it. yeah. So like at some point, I was like, this is for someone who just truly doesn't know. So I I skipped to like the last chapter to get like his <laughs> thoughts on everything, and that I think that made it at least like you know yeah okay this was interesting to me. But like that's not is not his fault. I am too online and already know. Yes, oh, yes. <laughs> I already yeah, know yeah. too much about this shit. These are for normies who are like, wow, people are weird. <laughs> that is definitely a feature of the book, I think, because like yeah. I want to yeah. recommend it to my wife, who is not online like me. Uh, she barely even listens to this show, which is fine because I can say <laughs> shit like "come dump" and she doesn't, you know. Like even like for my mom who just doesn't know any of this shit, I could just hand her this book and be like, "Hey, uh, so uh, this is what's been going on on the internet for the past five years," and and she can kind of get the idea. You want to know the real me? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) But I do recommend it for anybody who even has a passing interest in it because it really it sums up in nice digestible language 
maybe you already know it, but the way Sommer plots it out, you get the whole picture, which is something that can be hard to do if if you feel like you have to listen to hours of podcasts or you know read tons of blogs to really get it he yeah. distills a lot of that info down in a really digestible format and that's a big thing for me i really like to yeah. like because i had forgotten stuff about like baby q and like some of these guys yeah. like, oh, i found it kind of wild that he himself would like just follow it on Oh, 4chan and 8chan any of the chan boards and stuff like that so he like his but like when it when he went through his bona fides essentially i was like god damn man <laughs> yeah he's been around a while uh yeah. but also the one where he directly like tries to intervene with the girl's sister who is in this baby q compound there's a compound <laughs> i must have skipped that one you Holy must shit. have yeah <laughs> like yeah i met this woman and her sister was part of this whole QAnon compound thing and she wanted me to get her out <laughs> so it becomes a whole different beast towards the end of the book but yeah it's it's still a fascinating read uh even if you have just a passing interest in it it's kind of like because i read a, a a jeffrey epstein book last year and again because i like true anon because i like chapo I know a lot of this stuff already, but it was still nice to see it in a in a really condensed package and kind of even like, my oh, yeah. dad, who's not online at all, was like, "Yeah, he hung himself <laughs> <laughs> when that news dropped." Mm-hmm. Big air quotes, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Clinton body count just keeps going up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Clinton body, Mr. Producer. Oh God. <laughs> all right, so uh, Casey, we got to ask, but before we go, there's two things I, I I just remembered. Two things. One, do you know who Mark Levin is? Do you know this guy? No, not off the top of my head. Sounds familiar though. So he's a he's a a guy who started out on radio and now he's on Fox News, but he has this distinctive voice. That's what Brian was just doing. He's yelling about Mr. Producer. <laughs> Mr. This, producer. Oh yeah, it's Mr. Producer. Uh, Good job, Baba. <laughs> What's in your pants? <laughs> he's just—he's an angry Jewish guy, just yelling. Yeah. Uh, for what feels like forever. We have a friend who is a, a journalist, and uh, I did that voice around one time. He just goes, "Mark Levin." Yeah. <laughs> he just immediately knew who that was. Just like, oh, jeez. He looks like I have a big knot in his fucking head. Oh God, yeah. He looks—he looks like he got hit over the head with something, and it's just like conked in the head with a baseball. <laughs> Like he's in his forties and he's still got this thing on there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> out of all the guy. weird right wing figures, uh, this guy passed me by, I guess. Poke that you poke that bump too hard, spires come out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, if you get a chance, listen to him because he's just a hoot. Because he he does this thing where he goes real quiet and then he's like, um, and so he has he's got voice control like a pixie song. But the other thing was I've. I've been meaning to ask all the guests this during our very special Christmas in June. That's what we're doing here. There's a, a month full of guests. Casey, I've, I've had this question on my mind, and I keep forgetting to ask guests this, but I will ask you because I feel like you have a good answer. So in this hypothetical, you are in a Jackie Chan movie. Okay. And you're one of the baddies that Jackie Chan is fighting on his way to whatever MacGuffin he's supposed to get to, to, to finish his goal. Right. How, how would you want to be taken out by Jackie Chan? Maybe in a way where it's like I like begrudgingly give him my respect. <laughs> oh, okay. After okay. he after he like just o- thoroughly you know <laughs> not owns like owns is the right word but like like makes a fool out of me. I ain't no fighter, okay. you know. I'd gotcha. be one of I'd be one of the bigger guys who's just like you know he's there for a little laugh, you know. Okay. But something something I don't know I don't 
I love Jackie. I don't know a lot of his uh, his his action movie work uh, outside mm-hmm. of like his American stuff. I'd love to. I I should. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't know if there's ever a time uh, if there's ever a bit you know where where like someone goes ah he's all right or if he's always just on the wrong side of you know the yakuza or whoever <laughs> yeah that's a good question i'll have to look back through some of the stuff uh, i've revised my answer i've i've originally i said i wanted Can to I hear like, yours and then steal it sure, sure. originally Thank i you. wanted him to like invert my jacket and kick me down a, a you know like a laundry chute oh sure that's, yeah to my death that's a classic yeah but now i've i've reconsidered and it's like you know what i would rather be the guy in the car and where jackie's doing a fight scene on the highway and where he like totals my car <laughs> and it's just like and it's yeah. just like the street fighter 2 bonus scene where i'm just like head in my hands going my car and he's running away you know that's that, that would be oh my god <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no oh no mm. my car i'll just well since you revised it i'll go ahead and take the jacket thing because i go for it I, go for I, it I, I always like a jacket and i don't yeah. i'd probably be wearing one yeah you know just so. to look cool and then he just totally is like haha yeah, and he uses it yeah. against me. And I'm just like, exactly. He shows my belly to a bunch of like, oh. hot, like hot girls nearby, and, and I just go, get oh! ashamed. I get ashamed of my size, and I'm just like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you cross both arms. All, all of your, he's kicking sandwiches out of your jacket. <laughs> Smash McDouble falls out of my pocket. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Perfect. Everyone oh, in the club sandwiches. just starts fucking just stomping on it. Damn it! I did want to eat that. Those for, yeah. <laughs> I was saving that for later, Jackie Chan. Jackie, <laughs> could you? Uh, Jason, did I ever get to tell mine? No, no, I, I don't think, think you I did. Think a previous no, I, guest yeah. uh, told got, me on my own podcast I couldn't make a joke. Yeah, you, you got dog walked by a previous guest <laughs> who said that you couldn't do your joke. But go on. Uh, I, I want, I want to be the guy that like he's like fighting. He's fighting in a salon. Okay. Like a day spa, but I'm okay. the guy that comes out of the tanning bed, <laughs> and I'm like, pop out of the tanning, tanning bed, like, bed, and like I try to fight him, and every time he touches me, I'm too hot, <laughs> so he gets a towel. <laughs> he gets a towel and he wraps it around my neck, and he kind of like does like a shoulder throw. Yeah, over. And the- I spill back into the tanning booth, and he takes like a random like carbon rod yeah. and twists it in the and lock. You're stuck so- in the tanning booth. Yeah, and I use ah, 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 ah. And the steam's coming out. <laughs> I love it. He kicks you into a spa window, and then you just like 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 flip forward into like uh, uh, one of the ladies, like like little f- uh, f- fucking foot massage areas, and she just goes, <laughs> "Oh well," and then just starts doing your feet. <laughs> oh, it's a she's, living. She's, yeah, she's uh, she's oh, this is in Hong Kong where they have like this weird form of indentured servitude. So maybe yeah. she thinks that if she doesn't, she'll get like the hot iron on her feet. Yeah, again. all she so. all she knows is that she has to. Like, half yeah. customer will travel. Right. So she just like shrugs, like all right, well. all right, well. and just does her his feet. And he's he's, already, he's he's fucking out. He like yeah, he he's gone. Care. Yeah, he just did a front flip done. through a window. That, that hurts. <laughs> That about does it for the program, folks. Uh, really, thank you for hanging out with us, Casey. Uh, since you are our guest, we're going to let you uh, have the floor here for a second. Let people know where they can find you online, places to find the comics, and, of course, the Patreon and such. Sure. Casey, I'm Casey Green. You can find me at most socials at, uh, at K-C-G-R-E-E-N-N. 
Uh, the, the one is always taken, so I just go with two. <laughs> My portfolio is, is uh, caseygreen.com.com. Uh, you spell .com out <laughs> once. It's very funny and not confusing. Um, but I do have a new comic I'm doing right now called uh, God's Hands that I post on uh, all those socials, uh, posted on Comics Kingdom, I post, and it also has its own website, uh, a webtoons really, but you can get it at the URL, uh, comicswebsite.online. <laughs> um, and then I have a lot of other, like I do a lot of other stuff. I, I finished up a Pinocchio adaptation, and I'm trying to, uh, we're going to get a book going soon, adaptation of the original text. Uh, Excellent. Uh, on my Patreon, you can find some some stuff that I uh, have been doing on there, including a, a series called Cultus about yes. uh, four cults members who do the ordinary, boring tasks of different conspiracy theories. I am currently writing a new one about uh, fluoride. <laughs> awesome, <laughs> fantastic, and that's Patreon.com/slash Casey Green, right? Yeah, that, that that the one in was wasn't taken, so it's just Casey Green. Again, if you just Perfect. go to caseygreen.com.com, you'll find all this and more. Perfect, Brian. Where can they find you online? Caseygreen.com. I know. So I know. <laughs> I mean, oh, thank you. <laughs> oh yeah. So if uh, you want to send me death threats, uh, <laughs> you can find me at uh, I shot Gidibor. That's I S H O T G U Y D B O R D on twitter and instagram if you want to check out my photography portfolio it's assholemusicphotographer.com and if you want to check out uh the words i put to the photos sometimes it's amusicphotographer.com hopefully 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 by the time this uh, episode goes live i will finish my write-up for a band i photographed last friday or on the 26 i should say more specifically uh shame great little four-piece uh, post-punk band from the UK. Excellent show. Probably the most packed I've seen off-Broadway for something that wasn't like three dudes in like Western shirts playing on the bridge pick of a Telecaster. So it was Fair. really cool to be like, oh, this is a rowdy show that used to be like at other venues in St. Louis, but those venues don't exist anymore. So yeah. off-Broadway. Anyways, so those foes are hopefully going to be up by then. The write-up's going to be up by then. Uh, really, really excited to uh, find the free time to make that happen because True. apparently uh, I don't have free time right now. Yes. Jason. Oh, hi. Uh, you can find me on most places at Video Crime, V-I-D-E-O-C-R-I-M-E. Unless you're looking for me on TikTok or Instagram, that is at LaserGoose CEO. You can find the show at 4-8 Minutes of Dogs on Twitter and various other places, including Patreon. That is actually patreon.com slash 4-8-minutes of dogs barking. You can also find us on the web, 4-8-minutes-dogs-barking.com. That has all the episodes, all the whatnots, and who's it's and where's it's and all that stuff. And you can email us, brian at 4-8-minutes-dogs-barking.com. Please send me Goatsy. And Jason at 4-8-minutes-dogs-barking.com. Please send, send him me the Daniel your, Pearl video. I was going to say, please send me your recipes for uh, cake. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> can, th- So this is this is... Uh, make it be have to put a story about the Daniel Pearl video. So w- me and my mom were watching the Daniel Pearl video together, just together, and we we're like, "Remember Mima's recipe for uh, <laughs> for cream cheese icing?" Oh, that's how it's going to go on the blog. Yeah. So uh, you can also give us a call three one four Ahoy Poo. That's three one four two four six nine seven six six. That about does it for the program. Uh, once again, a very special thank you to Casey Green for showing up and hanging out with us uh, on a, a random uh, night of the week. We'll love a Thursday. Indeed, indeed. Uh, the holiest day. You know what? It kind of is. Uh, we're going to leave you a little something from Brainiac. A song called Vincent Come On Down from their album Hissing Prigs in Couture. 
Nice. Wow, that's a mouthful. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Well, as we always say at this time, namaste and good luck. Bye-bye. And Casey, say goodnight. Good night. 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 <laughs>